0: that's listening to this podcast right now. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Man Cave Huddle. And if you don't know by now, I'm your host, Greg. Now, in today's episode, um, I want to talk about a couple things. I wanted to talk about reforming the NBA playoff format, how a GM currently in the NBA is talking junk about his own players via social media, And with this upcoming draft, a player that could potentially be an NBA sleeper pick. Now, let's start with this NBA reform format. Um, With this four-part trilogy we're going to have in the NBA Finals with the Cavaliers and the Warriors, it kind of had me thinking. You know, a while ago, the thought came out when the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, had an idea, and was entertaining the thought of, and he said it it could become a reality of reforming the NBA format where instead of having the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, the best two teams, I mean the best teams at either one of those conferences play each other, after the regular season is done, no matter what conference you're in, having the teams via record go 1 through 16 and you play each other like that. Now, what that would mean is, most likely, the Rockets and the Warriors, them having the two best records in the NBA, would not have met potentially in the NBA Finals. Now, what you want to do by doing that is say, instead of having the best team on the East and the West play each other, you're going to have the best two teams, period. Now, if you're in a conference that's pretty weak, And you have maybe one, two teams that are legitimately okay. It's going to be a cakewalk for those teams to make it to the finals every year. Because when you look at the Western Conference, that conference is stacked. You know, I mean, one through eight, you could have the eight seed play a one seed. That eight seed might not win, but it'll be awfully competitive. You know, I mean, you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Granted, they had a great season this year. Nobody thought that the Utah Jazz was going to win this year. Donovan Mitchell. Nobody thought he was going to be the player that he was and actually beat the Thunder in the first round. But that's the talent that you have out there in the West. We're in the East. I mean, did you really think the Pacers were going to beat LeBron? I mean, the, the Celtics, they were surprised, but they also had the best coach in the NBA. But they were surprised making it to the conference finals with a bunch of backups and young players. But in saying that, what that does is, You're going to have, instead of the Golden State Warrior-Houston matchup in the conference, it'll be an MA Finals. and to be honest, we all thought that was probably going to be a sweep because Houston normally doesn't show up in the playoffs, but they did this year. It was actually a very good finals, Western Conference. I mean, yeah, the Warriors, they turn up all over a lot, but that's what they do. And unfortunately, in Game 7 of the of the Western Conference Finals, the Rockets, they missed 27 straight three-point goals. But you know what? That's what they do. I mean, you would have thought they would have adjusted, but the point is is that the, the, the teams have their flaws and they're not going to switch their philosophies. But in saying that, they're still good games, and it went seven games. So did it in the East, but in the East, it was more like Can these young kids have the mental stamina and fortitude to beat the king? And with the king, it was more like, can he really take this team to the finals? And it's not like the team is terrible. It's just that LeBron does so much for that team. You wonder, why does he do so much? Injuries, he's so talented. But for me personally... I know why a lot of people are against changing the NBA playoff format. In the media, a big part of it is travel. Because now, instead of having a series where, okay, you're traveling from Boston to Cleveland for a conference title. What if a conference title or you're in the playoffs and the first round matchup is, I don't know, let's say it's the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're crisscrossing the country. Now, can you have a series be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when you're going to have to be crisscrossing the country? I mean, I'm sure they'll figure that out. But that's that's a series teams would love to see in the first round, right? Like, what if you had a series of, I don't know, we we all been talking about the two rookies on uh, 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 should he be Rookie of the Year. Donovan Mitchell is legit the Rookie of the Year. What if you had the Utah Jazz and the Philadelphia 76ers play each other and these two rookies could actually duke it out for seven games and decide it like that? But like I said, the issue would be the media needing to not only move all of the television equipment because think about it, nowadays with the media – all these sports shows, all these radio shows, all these simulcasts, they always broadcast it live from whatever venue that is. That takes time to move the equipment, set that stuff up. And, uh, and also, the time and energy for the beat riders to travel with the team. But I mean, if it's better for the sport, I mean, it's something that they'd have to work out. Adjustments will be made. Maybe you do it so that the playoffs are a little bit longer, more rest days, but if you really want competitive playoffs, I was completely against going one through sixteen. I didn't like it. I like the way the format is now. Had the best in the East. Play the best in the West. But now I'm beginning to think, you know what? I would have enjoyed that Western Conference final as an NBA final. I mean, I was sitting on the edge of my bed watching it like, oh zip. Are the Rockets really just gonna wow. 15, 16 missed, 20 missed, 25 missed, 3. I mean, it it, it was amazing to think, like, Game 7, it's so rare to have an away team, the road team win, and it happened. And it happened not only once, it happened twice with the Cavaliers. So, in my opinion, I think that Adam Silver, the GM of the NBA, is a very forward-thinking guy, and I believe that this is going to happen. And I think it's good for the league. I mean, not every sport could do it, you know? I mean, with the NFL, could you could you do that? You could, but I, I don't know. I guess it's like it always winds up being like a good Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, you hate the the, the the Patriots, but it's at the point where you want the Patriots in there to watch them lose. I know a lot of people just don't want to see the Patriots. But, I mean, they're great. And sometimes when you're that great, you want to see teams lose. Whereas now, it's like in this finals, people might not want to see LeBron for the eighth year in a row. And they don't want to see the Warriors for the fourth year in a row. And they definitely don't want to see both of them for the fourth year in a row. You know? But let's switch topics. And let's talk about the 76ers general manager brian Calangelo. listen to this now this is information i've acquired from one of my sources the ringer if you want to look it up the ringer.com so i don't want anybody coming after me saying i'm making stuff up my sources aren't true or i'm hearing this off of hearsay so i'm protecting myself in case this anything goes down this is all allegedly Cause I guess nowadays you have to say allegedly until this person gets disciplined and, and it winds up being for real. But what he did is he used a he used they're counting at least five fake and they call them burner five fake slash burner Twitter accounts to criticize players on his own team. This is what the, the, the ringer is reporting. He had these these fake Twitter accounts to criticize not only NBA players but players on his old team. Joel Embiid, the process, former player Joel, I mean Jaleel Okafor, who he traded, and Nerlens Noel, who he traded. He would also use these um, Twitter accounts to publicly debate the decisions of his own coaching staff as well as critique. The former 76ers general manager, so the guy who had the job before him, he was in, he was criticizing him and the Toronto Raptors president, Masa Ujiri. So not only is he criticizing his own players, his own coaching staff, the guy that he took the job, he's criticizing his former co-workers. He also used these accounts to telegraph the 2017 trade in which the 676ers acquired the number one overall pick, that would become Marco Fultz. Why would you do that? I have no idea. And he was disclosing non-public medical information about Jaleel Okafor and gossip about Joel Embiid, Marco Fultz to members of the national and Philadelphia media. What? I mean, could you imagine your boss has a fake Twitter account and with all his constituents, he's talking junk about you? I mean, why would you do that? I mean, if you feel a type of way, why can't you call people up and say, I'm sure some of these GMs diligent friends, and they probably call each other up and say, Could you believe the trade that this team made? That player is a bum. This player is that. I mean, you're friends, you talk and you gossip like that, but to sit there and make it so public like that. I mean, we are in such an era of social media and needing to live your life on social media for everybody to see. Some people make decisions like, what I put on social media, only my friends and not the world is going to see, or what I put on social media, I'm going to use this fake account and nobody will know. How did the ringer find out? An anonymous tip, aka a hater. Or a.k.a. a disgruntled employee. Or a.k.a. maybe somebody just didn't like what he was doing. Man, that is. I don't know what's going to happen. But it's the 76ers that are conducting an internal investigation. I don't know if the NBA could do anything to reprimand him. Maybe ban him from social media. But how do you feel if you are a player on the team? Or a former player? I mean, if anything, this could be detrimental to his job where ownership might say, look, man, just for the sake of having good culture in our organization, we're going to have to let you go. I mean, my goodness, man. I don't know. Sometimes I feel saying things to somebody's face so they can see the expression on your face, look in your eyes, and they can see your body energy to see the words that are coming out of your mouth and how they're being expressed. Because when you do it on social media, I mean, it could just be taking all different types of ways. Man, when I saw that, I was in like, unbelievable! Is this actually true? Oh, my goodness. Now, um, I had mentioned in our rundown that uh, there's an NBA sleeper pick that I want you guys to pay attention to at the end of the month when it comes time for the NBA draft. He's on the champion Villanova Wildcats, and his name is Dante Vincenzo, Dante DiVincenzo. Let me say it again. Dante DiVincenzo. If he becomes a star, it'll slide off of everybody's tongue like, you know, it's an easy name to say. But um, he was a player underclass, but I believe he was a sophomore. And he was, he scored over 20 points, but he was the player in the game who wound up being the MVP that really kept the team afloat when nobody could score. He was the guy that was really putting in a lot of buckets. He's 6'5 at the NBA Draft Combine. His measurables were, sc- were very good, very surprising. Now, him doing what he did on the big stage is very impressive. And in saying that, he's the type of player, he might not go in the lottery, but he's the type of player that might go in the middle, if not late first round. And you sit there and think to yourself, "Ah, he's not this or he's not that. But if you listen to one of my other episodes, he's a ball handling guard. He could dribble. He could shoot the three. He could defend on the perimeter. And he proved in a championship game for college basketball, he has a certain type of it factor when the lights are bright and the stage is big. That's That's an immeasurable that you don't know about players until they're in the moment. Now, out of the all the roles that I had mentioned and how the NBA has changed, who do I foresee this player being? I mean, sky score, you know, he was knocking out threes, making layups, he was dunking. He looks like he's a scorer, but I don't know if he could consistently give you 15, 20, maybe 22, 23 points a game. I don't know if he could do that. I will say he has a good shot at it, and I wouldn't be surprised if he could do it. He could shoot the three, so he could definitely be one of those damn it guys. You know, just knock down that, damn it, how do we leave him open all the time? Or maybe he could be that guy that comes off the bench and be straight energy and just be a a, a guy that provides a punch off the bench. So a, a guy I want you to look out for is Dante DiVincenzo, guard from Villanova. As I do in every episode, you know what's about to happen. I want to leave you with the positive quote. And in today's episode, our positive quote is, let go of what you expect and instead trust the universe to give you what you want. That's right. Let go of what you expect and instead trust the universe to give you what you want. Thank you for listening to everybody. Bye-bye.